you have to step back sometimes from a situation and really work out whether it's the right thing to do for you, you know, whether it's working, whether it's not. Don't be afraid to go into that third person and look at your life. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert-led, like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN, in capital letters, G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.f. YI. Use code Gavin to get 20% off. Hi guys, welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Wow, the world that we're living in in early 2021, of course, is full of surprises, whether you are around the world. Now, one surprise that hit me, the first I heard of this thing, I think for the first time on the 3rd of January called Clubhouse. By the 4th, somehow I managed to get myself on it and uh, I just got consumed with this most amazing platform. And today's guest, a young guy called Reese Brown, who I've met purely through Clubhouse, who has impressed me greatly. So I want to bring bring Reese on to the show for this reason. He's full of ambition. He's full of drive. He's full of actually very, very powerful insight and wisdom, I may say way beyond his years. His emotional intelligence is evidently off the scale. And I just want to unpick with Reese, some of the things that have been his influence just to help share the journey for those of you earlier on in your careers about hope. And also, I'm sure there's more than a few people listen to this that can remember when they had the passion and enthusiasm and the drive to change the world that in their early 20s that Reese has now. And uh, maybe that might rekindle some of that for you. So, Reese Brown, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Gavin, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thank, thanks so much for having me on. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think this is my first ever podcast. So you've got my podcast virginity. Thank you for the kind words as well. I, I think you're, you're probably giving me a little bit too much there, but hopefully I can add a bit of value and, and give some inspiration. So just, I want you to start off with, you know, who you are, what you do, and then we want to rewind time a bit. And I want to find about the influences uh, that have shaped your outlook to life and business and some of the influences you've had around your kind of business and mindset and entrepreneurial education. But first of all, who are you and what do you do? So um, I'm an independent wealth manager in the UK. Um, I specialise really in tax mitigation services for high net worth individuals business owners. Um, I just tend to find that, you know, the majority aren't aware of the tax allowances available to them in the UK, the investment options. And I'm here to sort of give that education and guide people on the right path, I guess. Um, so, so that sort of wraps up sort of where I am right now. Um, if you want to go straight into sort of where I started, um, I guess, yeah, I guess from my accent, you can hear that I'm an Essex boy. Um, I grew up very much the same very, very naughty, um, you know, scraps, um, doing things I shouldn't be doing. I was always one of them that had to do everything first. So 
the first cigarette was me, the first, you know, beer was me, fake ID. Um, and that that is really where I started. I was in a lot of trouble when I was younger. So I never really responded well to authority. And I think a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space can sort of, you know, respond to that and and, and understand where I'm coming from there. And so um, after having, you know, pushed the boundaries, stepped over the boundaries many times as you in your child as you're growing up, did you did you do A levels? Did you did you go on to college or uni? Yeah, so um, I was at school. I, I nearly got. I should probably start there because I nearly got kicked out of school. I, I was unfortunately um, found with marijuana on me, and um, yeah, so very, skin of my teeth. I stayed in for the last couple of years. I was pretty much under one-on-one watch. Um, and that was tough as well, you know, getting through that. I then went to college and I was back allowed really to socialise with, with everyone. Um, I was doing sports. So I wanted to be a sportsman, loved football, was so into it, loved rugby, loved loved anything that I could get my head stuck into. Um, and I was doing a sports um, therapy course. I think it was something like that, sports science. And I got to three months before I was meant to finish that course. And um I just chucked it all in. I just said, no, I, I, I can't deal with it anymore um, and, and left. Um, so that's then really when I, I started my sales journey. I mean, before that in school and stuff, I was always the one uh, maybe selling cigarettes or selling sweets or, you know, I was, I was the naughty boy. Um, An entrepreneurial flair. Yeah, exactly that. Um, and then, yeah, I left and I started a few sales roles st- straight away. Um, and I, that's where really I got my first mentors. Um that they introduced me to this whole world of, you know, this whole world of believing of you can actually be whoever you want to be. You've just got to decide. Um, and that led me on to people like Tony Robbins, uh, Eric Thomas, um, you know, the, the main motivators in the field that are the, the huge, huge names. And since then I've just spiraled down and found just an, a, an absolute passion for trying to work out these people's minds. How do they think, you know, what made them this way? Um, and, and, and that's what I've been doing. So how old were you when you first, uh, first found, came across Tony Robbins? So I would have been 17 going across, going to 18, something like that. I'd never had a hard life at home. My parents uh, filled me with love. Um, they've got that, you know, romance, which you, you, you see in the movies um and yeah they're, they're definitely sort of couple goals in my eyes so I've had I've not come from a broken home or anything like that all the problems in my life I've given to myself so I've, I've done that uh, along the way um but yeah that's that's definitely where I started and what, and what was your first um just let's unpack that a little bit your first exposure to Tony was it one of his books like Awaken the Giant Within or was it an audio program so what was it because of the way I was in school uh, the idea of a book made me want to be sick so I kept with audio. YouTube has, has been a big part of my life. Um, and I was just doing, I was like, there's no way that this guy um, can fill this many lives, you know, full of, full of hope, full of, full of uh, pleasure, I guess. And um, that really made, that opened my mind because I've always had the, um, I've always had the, the thinking that if you can do it, I can do it. Like Tony's, Tony's absolutely out of this world, but I genuinely believe if that's the path that I wanted to go down, I could match him. Um, that might be wrong. And to be honest, it probably is. But that's just the self-belief that I've got. And I think probably it's because of Tony that I've got that self-belief as well. So it sort of works on on um, a yin, yin and yang basis, if that makes sense. Um, I think the first time I came across 
obviously show my age before the days of YouTube. Um, it, I was probably 19, 20. I was at uni in Newcastle upon Tyne and I went into uh, the book co- co- uh, shop there and I'd, I'd, I'd been handed sort of sales books and motivational books and self-help books since the age of 15 by my old man. But um, the first time I picked up Awaken the Giant Within, it was, it was a different book. I'd got a little bit jaded by reading the same thing over and over again. And it was just so different. And um, it's just, I sit here with grinning from ear to ear thinking about the impact it had on me in my early twenties is the impact it's had on you in your early twenties. And it just makes me sit here full of gratitude to think of how many tens or hundreds of millions of lives as Tony Robbins actually improved for the better. And, and what a blessing for the planet, you know, it's been amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, I totally agree. So what were the key lessons, if you can think back, that really st- helped to do a bit of, co- I would kind of call course correction, you know, this a, a little bit of a rebel, pushed the boundaries, probably got some attention and credibility because he was caught being the naughty boy. Um, what what were the sort of moments of aha that you realised that you did have the opportunity to, to steer a very different course for your life? That's honestly a great question. And there were two so far. I mean, I'm 25, so it's not it's not finished. I'm sure I've got more punches in the face from life to come. But I, I, I say that there's two big punches in the face that I've had so far. Um, when I um, when I got called caught with drugs in school, I come in and, and there was a lot of friends. I mean, I had friends and I, I put that in, in quotes because I was always a very dominant character. Um, and actually, I probably didn't treat these people very well. So when it all went a bit peaked on for me in school, um, there was only a real select few that sort of stood by me and checked in on me and, you know, cause I was in quite an isolated place. Um, and that really showed me instead of saying, Oh, they're, they're shit friends for want of a better word. Sorry if that's not allowed on your podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, instead of looking at them for bad friends, I actually looked inside a little bit and I was like, well, why aren't they there for me? If I thought they were friends, you know, what have I done to, to make them act this way to me now, now that I'm not on, on top in terms of social scale, you know, I'm not there. Um, and really it was the way that I treated them. It was because I, I was always had to be dominant. If you, if you've been Tenerife, I'd been 11 a reef, you know, if, if, if you was going to try and say something to me, I had to, to say something a bit meaner back. Um, and that was a big punch in the face. And I probably sat on that for the next three years, just thinking, okay, why did that happen that way? You know, how can I dissect this? How can I become better? The second one, the sales job went really well for me um, in my early career and I had a lot of cash strapped around me. So by 1920, I had, you know, a Rolex on my wrist, um, driving around in, you know, what I thought was the unbelievable car, which was an Audi TT, um, all, all bought and paid for by myself. So I was really flash all of a sudden and I was going out with people that were just starting you know laboring jobs and slapping big money on the table paying for everyone's drinks and thought I was a bit jack the lad um, and then I got offered a job in Spain so uh, I worked for a company that looked after expats in the Middle East and it was wealth management so that was my introduction to where I am today um, and I went over there Billy Big Nuts I went in the pinstripe suit with a bright yellow tire oh I love you it. Can picture it now walked into this room, got on the phone, which I knew I was good at. Um, and I worked probably half five till half 11 at night. I've, I've always been a grafter, but I did that for two years and I flunked. I earned no money um, and I was still spending money like I had it. So 
I went there with cash strapped around me. I come back uh, at the end of two years. So that must have been, you know, your your personality, your skill, your ability to engage with people and then also convert to a sale obviously worked really well in the UK. So looking back on it, what was going through your mind at the time when you were doing all the things that had worked in the UK, but they weren't working in this environment? That's such a good question. So the way that I worked, it was it was on a, I worked for financial advisors that were in the Middle East. So I booked their meetings with, um, potential clients and so it was I would only get paid if they closed the sale when you start these companies unless you've got connections you naturally get put with maybe advisors that aren't quite as successful or are really new um, and I don't want to blame it on that I take full ownership for, for, for my failures and success but I think that did have something to do with it um, I couldn't work it out because up until in my eyes up until uh, that point everything that I, I touched everything that I put my mind to had sort of come off all right I'd come off on top and the more and more time I put into this job, I probably give myself a bit of corporate burnout, to be fair. Um, yeah, the more and more time. I, and what was you know, the meaning? What was the meaning you t- you associated with that? That experience that was kind of like polar opposite to your previous sales experience. What was the meaning you put to that? I couldn't work it out. I, I couldn't. I was sitting there scratching my head. I, could, I it got to a point where I was drinking more than I should have been because I was unhappy. Um it got to a point where I couldn't sleep. So I had two weeks over there where I actually didn't, didn't sleep at all. I had full insomnia. Um, so I really drove myself to the brink because I couldn't work out why this wasn't working. I was booking more meetings than anybody else. I was having better conversations um, and I still wasn't earning the money. Um, I, it got to the point, and I'll be honest with the, you and the listeners, Gavin, that um, I was living off, you know, maybe four and a half euros for two weeks going to the shop and buying pasta and sauce um, because they were the two cheap things that I know would sustain me and having maybe one big meal or two meals a day so when I say hardship um, I mean I couldn't I borrowed so much money from my mum and dad by that point that I couldn't ask them anymore out front I borrowed so much money on my credit cards and stuff that I I couldn't afford it Um, couldn't afford to pay it back so that was just racking up Um, but I refused to quit I, I, I still was like no next month next month um so it gave me a big realization of one haha well done for being flash when you had the cash because now you know the other side um you fall and two um actually you have to step back sometimes from a situation and really work out whether it's the right thing to do for you you know whether it's working whether it's not don't be afraid to go into that third person and look at your life as someone else rather than you just sometimes being so close to the fire that you don't realize you're getting turned. so i love this where did you get that wisdom or that that um prompt to step out that third person you imagine you're going to step out and you look down at yourself and you you objectively look at your world and it's a really powerful coaching hypnosis um you know mind well-being technique you're in the middle of insomnia, you know, hunger, nearly, you know, <laughs> your world has gone upside down. You're full of probably guilt and self-recrimination. You borrowed from your folks, you're hocked up to the hill on your credit card. What was the inspiration that gave you the presence of mind to step away, step up that third person view and look at yourself objectively? If I'm being totally transparent, I didn't have it at that point. I, I ended up on my knees and I gave up. I, I, I um, I'd seen my friends really, really recently and I hadn't, I was not speaking to anybody because I had no good news. I didn't want to speak to my family. I didn't want to speak to my friends because I didn't, I weren't in a good space. So I didn't want to project that onto them. I was, I was very internal, um, which was obviously bad for me um, as I can see now, but 
it was actually only hindsight that gave me that reflection. Um, now that I've, I've been back to the UK, met my girlfriend, got back into a good job, performed well, it's all going sort of how I, I wanted it to. Um, I can now look back with hindsight and say, Jesus, you, you didn't realise, you, you know, you was drinking a lot. Um, you was not sleeping. You didn't realise how far you'd fallen. Um, so, yeah, now, now that I've got that hindsight, I try and objectively look at myself at least once a week and say, where are you? How's everything going? What do you need to do better? Um, what do you have you been a good person to your family during this growth process? You know, have you given enough time to your nan? So, so you came back to the UK, obviously, in a good deal of debt. So what was the first thing you did was then you reached out within the wealth management space to get another sales role? So I, I believe in sort of law and law of attraction and stuff really, really, really heavily. I've watched The Secret when I was young as well, and that probably had a big foundation into my belief system. Um, but I went straight to, I, I was like, right, I've got to get a job. I, I was still paying off uh, rent that I owed in Spain when I got back um, to the UK. Yeah. So um, uh, my uncle um, works for Hyundai. He's a manager at Tilbury Docks. So middle of winter, I, if you know me, I, I might as well have a, a manicure. I do not do hard labour. Um, <laughs> I hate it. And I was, um, we used to offload thousands of boat, uh, thousands of cars off the boat every day at Tilbury Docks, take all the wheel nuts off, put the locking nuts on um, and get the cars ready, ready for, for the showrooms and, and for del- delivery. Now I started that in October and I finished that um, in start of January uh, but during that process it was one of the coldest winters in, in the last sort of 10 years it snowed all the time I, I was turned so we started really early I'd, I'd leave at, I'd get up at like quarter to five and get there for for about sort of six o'clock um, I had no car had no money so I was getting the train um, and I would go in ski gear I went in full ski gear that I, I, I got bought for me when I was 15 because <laughs> I was so cold um, <laughs> But I was like, I need the money, you know, money's money. At the end of the day, money is money. So if you're in a position of real hardship, there's always something that you can do. You just got to be prepared to do it. Um, and then law of attraction. Funny enough, one of the guys that um, used to be managed by my nan at the bank, she she hadn't seen him in 20 years and she was in Billericay. Um, and he was still, he would just left Lloyd's and started working for St. James's Place. And she saw him, they got chatting, you know, old memories, that sort of stuff. And he mentioned... That he was looking for an admin and she said bless her heart my nan's my biggest fan she said well my grandson's looking for a job like he can he can come in you know he's in wealth management and, and that's how it all sort of happens and it just so happened to be the top performer uh, um lloyd's bank private wealth for he, he'd been the top performer for, for years and years he'd moved over to st james's place and was seeing the same sort of success so i was lucky enough to be put into some we all need a champion yeah, he's got real morals, um, you know, real good ethics. Everything's like purely client focus, which is so nice. It was so nice to be around. So I learned a lot there. Actually. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcast. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert led like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. 
Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN in capital letters, G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Use code GAVIN to get 20% off. So um, just before we kind of move on to more recent times, you, you're full of debt or you're stacked up with debt. You're doing you know hard work in the freezing cold. And yet you talk about law of attraction. So that means you're still focusing. If you were following it, you're still focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want. What gave you the, the hope or even the presence of mind to almost see beyond your current circumstances to where you wanted to head? So there's a, there's a good quote by Will Smith, and I'm probably going to absolutely massacre it. Um, but it's, it's something to do with, you know, where we are doesn't define where, where we're going to be. Um, and I, and I just believe that wholeheartedly. I just think no matter how hard it gets, um, and how bad it gets in your mind, the whole life can change in a thought. You only need one bit of good luck, you know, um, and good luck is generally, you know, self-generated. I believe, I, I do believe you make your own luck and it only comes by dedication, you know, to, to the job. As soon as I got that introduction, I was like, get me on the phone to him. You know, I need to get off this, this forecourt delivering cars um because as well and, and it's nothing against the boys that I, I dealt with but it is a it's a lot harder to dream with people that don't dream and when you're with people that don't dream day in day out um I could just see that okay it was paying me money but maybe I wasn't around the right circle of influence at that time um to be where I wanted to be so I was making connections I was I was asking friends I you know has anybody got any jobs I, I was constantly asking people because Although it's, you know, you can, you can say that it's a bit of an ego thing not to ask. I don't really have that. If I, if I need something or if I want something to happen and I think that you can help me, I want to know whether you can and how I can, how I can reciprocate. You know, I think I love that quote. It's a lot harder to dream um, with people who don't dream. And if there's, you know, uh, I'm a couple of day, decades beyond further down the path than you are. If there's any advice that I could offer you on your journey uh, is keep that quote emblazoned on the front of your mind, because, you know, I, the stuff that's going to get the life shows up, but the more you can be around the dreamers, the people that believe in the possibility, they believe with certainty in that you can turn things around, um, the, the better your career is going to grow. So I want to build on that as a segue and go fast forward to 2021, the turn of the year. Uh, when did you first, well, first of all, some people here, believe it or not, listen to this, may never even have heard of Clubhouse. So what is Clubhouse and why is it everybody banging the drum about Clubhouse so much? Clubhouse is like the equivalent, social media equivalent to heroin, I think. I think everybody has spent so much time on there recently. It's taken my life. Um, effectively- so go on, give me the good points. What <laughs> You told me the addictive side. So what's the high? What, why, what's the hype? So the, the hype is it's, a, it's effectively instant access to some of the best minds in the world right now, either as an audience member or as a co-host. So it's almost like a live event, purely audio in real time. With so a Q&A, might, with, in most rooms, it's a Q&A format. Exactly that. So imagine, like, we'll go back to him again, Tony Robbins being on stage. You've got the opportunity to stick your hand up and ask him a direct question. That's what this platform facilitates. 
So it's all about for the moderators that are in every specific room. Like I would go into a, uh, a room, for example, Gavin, with you, if you were talking about podcasts, because I know I can learn from you. You might come into a, a room with me if you wanted to learn about, I don't know, direct sales calls or um, wealth management, pension advice, you know, something specific. So it's not just a greedy platform in the fact that you get one speaker up there. There's a real synergy between different people and different knowledge. And like I said, instant access to that live in real time and the ability to interact is phenomenal. So um, the, the people organise like rooms, the places where you go in for a conversation and they quite often are a Q&A format. And as Reese says, there's experts in there or people very seasoned and very successful. Now, one thing that really stood out for me when I was up on the so-called stage with Reese and many others uh, adding value was, here's Reese, 25 years old, he's up on stage with some very, very experienced people, some very experienced and successful business people, six, seven, eight figure earners. And whilst others in the audience would put their hand up and talk about imposter syndrome, you sat, sit there and contribute um, in all confidence and your insights, your awareness of what people are struggling with struck me as what I would expect of a very skilled and seasoned coach. And so I just want to dive, dive in and tap into what was it that had enabled you to have the confidence to even to contribute in that group? I just believe everybody as an individual has their own flame. Like there's stuff that you know that I don't, and there's stuff that I will know that you don't. And it, it comes through life experiences, you know, um, everybody experiences life in a different way, normally down to perception in my view, but um, you, there's always something that you can learn from the guy next to you. And I always believe we're equals you may be further down the line than me you, you may have experienced more and so I can learn from you but um, it's all about sort of dragging people up with you and if you if you're on top dragging people up and if you you feel like you're down below asking the questions you can elevate yourself don't don't ever be afraid to, to put yourself out there it's so important phenomenal advice super super wise uh super wise advice your and you must have got this from your sales but your awareness of what's going on for somebody you're listening very intently to what's not said behind what people say i know that because that's the way i think and i listen and i'm spotting stuff and you're spotting stuff whereas others are going into business techniques and strategies Reese is going into what's the core of the issue and the problem that's underlying what's holding them back. That's first class coaching, mate. And so, and that's a high degree of sensory awareness and a high degree of, um, you know, emotional intelligence. Where have you got that from? Is that through sales? That's, uh, I, t I tell you what, I, I missed a bit out. So, um, when my granddad growing up was my best friend. I mean, absolute best friend. And um, he passed when I was in Spain as well, just to rub salt in the wounds. Bit, a bit um, bit selfish, but I'll forgive him. Um, and he he was very much, whenever anybody was angry towards him, when it, whenever anybody said anything, he'd always say to me, because I was very hot-headed, it's, it's, they're not being like that because they want to be aggressive to you. Ask yourself what's going on in their day. How do they feel? You know, you've got to feel sorry for people that are in that state of mind because you're not. And, and you know try and get percept, uh, a bit of perspective over their environment, what they experience as a person and how that drives their decisions. 
Um, and I listened to him intently for every second that he was on this earth. Um, and I guess that combined with the fact that I've been obsessed by sales for the past, you know, five, six, seven years um, has given me that insight. Yeah, it's it's strange to hear because I I, I don't I, I wouldn't have put myself on the pedestal that you're putting me on. Um, so if you see that, then then great. But yeah. So, uh, Reese, evidently, as anybody listening to this can say that I've been um, seriously impressed by you over the week that I've had the privilege of knowing you. Um, one of my little rare talents is spotting rising talent and rising stars. Um, there's a gentleman that I had the privilege of um, interviewing on this podcast um, in January of last year, who uh, is the head of business banking for HSBC in the UK. I, I had the privilege of coaching him a decade ago, and I knew at that time where he was heading. And I said to all the peers around, the, all the senior people, this is guy is going to the top. Um, so... I'm having all those good tingles all uh, pings going off in my synapses in my brain about where you're heading and your potential. Um, if you, anybody listen to this, if you've got yourself onto Clubhouse, check out Reese Brown, go and follow in him. He always uh, demonstrates a lot of value. Look out for me on Clubhouse as well, because I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And we're both trying to um, maintain our you know relationships with our better others whilst running a business, whilst not being going too down uh, the addictive path of hours and hours. Tell you one thing, um, I changed my iPhone in September, so it's still in that period where it's got a battery that lasts a whole day. Not Thank anymore you. with Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm already having to recharge <laughs> it. But um, Reese, it's a real privilege to 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 have you on the show here. It's a real privilege to be able to engage with you on a platform first thing every morning and uh, the, and to listen to the value that you genuinely bring. So keep up the good work. And if anybody wants to find out more about you, how can they connect with you? How can they do that? Great question. Um, first of all, before I go into that, I just want to shout you out, Gavin. Thank you so much for your commitment for, for the podcast. I've just obviously become aware of you. So I've just started listening and your content's phenomenal. Um, guys, That I, I know if you're you're listening, you're probably already aware of Gavin, but definitely give him a follow on Clubhouse. And if, if you do want to get hold of me, um, you can get me at Reese Brown on Clubhouse. You can get me at reesebrown.7 on Instagram or reese at onefinancialsolutions.co.uk. Awesome. Thank you, Reese. You're a superstar. Thanks, Gavin. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.